Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Manxiety Podcast. We're your hosts, Ashad and Matt. Before we get started, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so you can get notified of new episodes. If you want to share this with your friends, you can find us on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. What's up, y'all? Back this week, and we're talking about space. Not my space, like we did last time. Not your space, which we haven't done. Well, we kind of did. But space as in outer space. Um, Specifically, what I want to talk about was... Now, sometimes... I don't know, you're maybe listening to a podcast or reading a book or just randomly hanging out. And then you start like, uh, you know, you get into your thoughts a little bit. Then you start thinking about, you know, planet Earth. And then you start thinking about our solar system, right? And then you start thinking about our our galaxy. And you start thinking about all the galaxies. Then you start thinking about, you know... uh, the fact that we're circling a black hole and then you start thinking about there's multiple black holes out there and then you start thinking about well there's also multiple universes if you believe in you know the multiverse theory and then you just start feeling anxious because you start feeling so small right you it's like we're uh, uh, a grain of sand within the uh uh the ocean of uh of the universe um and you know it can be it can be kind of nerve-wracking sometimes and i and i used to it used to happen to me a lot matt i don't know if it happened to you i don't know what your experience is with it but i used to like because i'm big on space i'm big on all that stuff right sometimes i'll sit there and just start thinking about it um not, not when i was like younger i think like when i was like pretty young i still enjoyed you know watching meteor showers and all that but i didn't really like get into like feeling anxious about sort of the the vastness of space uh but at a certain point i definitely um i I definitely started thinking about it and then it would start like make me feel anxious and that i would have to stop thinking about it and like you know think about something else have you ever experienced that yeah i mean mostly before going to bed or something you know you start thinking about just like how big the universe is and exactly what you're talking about um a shot is known for his um staring off into space certainly you know in our in our <laughs> college days you know somebody could be talking to him and he'd just be staring at the wall and we're like the fuck is this kid doing you know and he's like the universe and pieces and the puzzles and i don't know is that I'm true just, no I'm i don't kidding. think so i'm just kidding you, you never did that um, speaking of college though uh as Matt said, I do enjoy space a lot and just everything about space. When we were in college, there was a, um, I think it would be considered a lunar eclipse, right? It's when, Lunar eclipse are when the sun's out and the moon passes between us. I think it was a lunar eclipse. Um, I don't know. Let me, let me look it up so I don't give our listeners bad information. Um, but uh, basically it, it was the eclipse that happens when the sun's out. So you can't actually like, um, no, sorry. It's the other way around. It's a solar eclipse. eclipse. It's a solar eclipse. Yeah. yeah. So it's when, you know, when the sun's out and the moon passes sort of in front of the sun in between earth and the sun. Right. And you're not supposed to just look at that because you're basically just looking at the sun, even though the moon, you know, it's in moon shadow, 
but the sun rays are still coming in. So when we were in college, I built this like little, um, you, you, you can build it too. Anytime there's, an, uh, there's a solar eclipse, you basically get an index card and you poke a hole through it and you set it up so that the sun is hitting the index card and the hole. Now you put something in front of it so that uh, the light that gets through that little hole shows on whatever the paper underneath. Uh, and then you can watch uh, the eclipse happening sort of on the floor, not directly looking at the sun. I don't know if you were there. I think I, it was like over a weekend or something that maybe you were gone. I definitely uh, remember your nerdy ass running around with an index card trying to get everybody to gather around. Um, hell yeah. yeah. Good, good. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've always been into space stuff. Um, I used to, you know, wake up at 3 a.m. and go watch meteor showers. I, I still kind of do. Uh, this past, uh, what was it? It was a super, super blood moon. Um, 3,000. Super... super blood moon 3,000. <laughs> Maybe. No, it was like a super blood moon something else. Eclipse, lunar eclipse that happened maybe a month ago. I woke up at like 3.30 a.m. to watch it. And I go outside and there's freaking clouds in the way covering it. So I couldn't even see it. So that was no fun. It does suck to live in a place that has such high light pollution when you care yeah. so much about space. Like if you live somewhere out of... Um, Maybe in the Midwest or like more like, I don't know, like a ranch somewhere in the U.S. You can really see um, space. Like I've, I I want to go see uh, Aurora Borealis. That'd be dope. Oh, I do too. That's that's really cool. I, I mean, if you drive like 30 minutes out the city, you can see a lot of stuff. So when I was living in Irvine, I would drive uh, sort of near Orange, the mountains, like past Orange. And from there, you could catch a lot of meteor showers. A lot of different things because there's just there's not as much light pollution and sort of the mountains around you uh, block out a lot of that light. But getting back to the topic, I mean, not it's not only about space, but you know, I feel like it, it happens sometimes, right? And, it's, and I don't want to say it's a bad thing. Like, I, I mean, obviously, feeling anxious when when you start thinking about this stuff is bad, but actually thinking about it is. It's good, right? You're working your like mental powers, right? And you're thinking about stuff, and that's that's what scientists and that's what um, you know astrophysicists and other people do is they just sit there and think about stuff, and then they come up with an idea, and then you know they go and it's the scientific method and they test it and all that good stuff, and that's how new stuff, new discoveries are made. Uh, I think the more important part, though, is learning how to not feel anxious when uh, when you're thinking about this stuff, right? So, you know, you start thinking about vastness of space. You're like, oh, my God, we're, you know, we're nothing. Life is meaningless, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, and then you start feeling anxious. But then you have to remember that it's all about it's all a matter of perspective, right? For us, you know, seeing an ant carrying a grain of sand somewhere is nothing. It's we 90% of the time, we probably don't even 99% of the time, we don't even pay attention to it. We probably don't even know what's happening. But to that ant, you know, it might be carrying its food or, you know, something for it to survive. So in its perspective, right, it's what it's doing is 
very very important and um it's it's for the survival its survival or the survival of its species so similarly right within i think our human perspective our lives mean a lot to all of us right means a lot to yourself means a lot to the ones around you your loved ones um so it's it's not meaningless it's just just because there's something bigger doesn't doesn't be, mean that you know the smaller things are meaningless. I think it's it's important to like remind yourself that if you ever feel that way, and maybe do some grounding exercises, which we've talked about before. What are the um, what are some of those maths? Like five things you see, four things you hear, three things you touch, right? Yeah, two like things you, you can sm- feel, two you can smell, which I can't do. Fuck this test. Um. <laughs> you can change yours though. Instead of smelling, it can be like, uh, um, think about um, two ways that you can uh, make something smell. And you can think about sweaty feet and farting or something. Ooh, farting. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's very easy to become like super nihilistic, right? Like, nothing has any meaning. I'm just going to do whatever I want. Like, pretend like it's GTA 5 and go rob a bank type shit. Um, but really because in the grand scheme of things, like technically nothing has meaning, right? Like, I think like if you were to take the entire universe and bundle it down to like an hour or like the entire existence of time as we know it or whatever, it would be like our time on earth as human beings would be like a second, right? Or something like that. Like it just, it's, we've only been here for, you know, a short amount of time overall as like human beings that we know us today and the thing though is like the the perspective beyond that like the forest from the trees is really that like even if something doesn't matter long term it matters in the moment right now and the connections that you can make so like it it almost matters more because you can make a difference today in somebody's life as opposed to like having to wait so long or whatever right so like even when the, the example with the ant like every once in a while I'm a I'm a generous god and like if there's an ant walking around and they're like outside I'll be like you know what buddy I'm gonna give you a little sugar or something you know so you like go in the kitchen get a little freaking sprinkle a little sugar on them they get fucking ecstatic right like oh my god I found this like gold and they're and they're running back to tell their friends like how much of a champion they are right some shit like that and it's just crazy to think that like there's so many living things and so many connected things and I think I think that's probably more what trips me up more than the space thing. Because the space thing, it's, like, very easy to just be like, fuck, we are tiny compared to the universe. But it's also, like, within our own universe, there's things infinitely smaller than us as well. Like ants, cells, protons, neutrons, electrons. Just, like, fuck, man. Atoms, quasars. Yeah, like, you can just spend forever learning about these different things, right? So, like, I think that's kind of what it... it's, It's almost like... The vastness of knowledge is so great, and there's so many things that we don't know. And there's this like, um, like the four knowns, which I've, I tell a lot of people about, where it's like the stuff you know, you know, right? Like two plus two, the stuff that you know, you don't know, the stuff that you don't know, you know. And then there's the stuff that you don't know that you don't know, and that's always like the last level. But that's the scary part, right? Because you're like, well, we know that the universe is huge, but we don't know a lot about it. We know that oceans are deep as fuck, but we don't know a lot about it. We know that like the, you know 
the mantle of the earth. Oh, see, I'm going to start just tripping people up at home with all these questions. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? It's like there's stuff that we just don't know. And I think that that's what causes our anxiety is like that. Like that. What if game, you know, but right. like on a grand, grand scale. No, no, I completely agree. Um, and like you said, I mean, the stuff we don't know, we don't know. Right. Yeah. It's like once you once you want to sort of learn something new, right, or discover something new, uh, I think it can be scary because, again, like there's just there's so much out there. There's just so much information. Right. And a lot of it is mind boggling. Like I was watching um, going back to what you were saying about things being connected. I was watching uh, this uh, Planet Earth, I think it was, it was on like Netflix or something. Right. It's the show about just everything that happens on planet earth and it was the most interesting thing ever that like most of the oxygen that gets produced in the world do you know where it gets produced uh coral no not coral but it is in the ocean right which is pretty interesting yeah uh i don't think it's plankton it's called something else. whale farts no anyway it's it's something in the ocean right it's like these small uh, things in the ocean that produce all of this um, all of this oxygen um, but but the way that it like it's connected it's like they produce oxygen right these like things these uh, they're like microscopic living things right they produce oxygen and then after they produce it right and they whatever they die they're like th- those cells like ra- rise in the water and then they like go up right because of like uh, get they get carried up because of uh when water evaporates and stuff and then those move to like the sahara desert like which is like completely on the other side of the world and then from there like things happen to it and like it uh, I don't know, like, it turns into something else, right? And then from the Sahara Desert, like, these winds pick up stuff and take it to the Amazon forest. And it's just like this, it's this crazy thing, like, just here on Earth, where, like, like the Amazon and the Sahara Desert are, like, connected by, like, and, and like, the sort of the microorganisms that live there, right? And, like, how, like, all this oxygen gets created are connected because of uh, this sort of, uh um cycle that happens of like you know the salt and stuff getting carried from the uh, the sahara over to uh the amazon forest and then becoming something else and then going in the water and then you know oxygen getting created and like all this stuff it's just it's crazy how like our world is connected and then when you look at that at a grander scale um and i think a lot of people tend to avoid thinking about this kind of stuff because of the fact that like they start feeling anxious uh and even though like sometimes it makes me feel anxious it's just it's it's also interesting right like learning about how all of these things work whether it's here on earth or you know whether it's like you were saying on the microscopic level or on a grander sort of solar system level right galaxy level um i, I was listening to uh another podcast 
How dare you cheat on our podcast with another (laughs) podcast? No, no, I was was listening on Spotify to the Joe Rogan experience, and I was uh, he had Neil deGrasse Tyson on recently, who who's an astrophysicist, and it it was just so fascinating, sort of the way his mind works and the way he thinks about stuff, right, and talks about it. And they were asking him, you know, how do we know that um, the galaxy is 13 and a half billion years old or whatever, or 13.8 or whatever, whatever the number is, 13 point something billion years old. And he was explaining it and how, like, you know, we can detect radio waves that have traveled this far from 13.8 billion light years ago. And that's how we know. And it's, it's crazy to think that, like, we're just, like... We're chilling here on Earth, getting waves, right? Like signals from 13.8 billion light years away. Uh, uh, all right, I'm, I'm tripped out, fam. We need- <laughs> yeah, it's crazy stuff, right? Well, wasn't there that story? I'm pretty sure it was real, but I feel like it was also from a movie where like there was a bunch of scientists and they got... um. They were like listening for like blips, like or radio sequences coming from outer space, and they got one, and it it turned out to be like a forty year old recording of like Hitler or some shit at the time, and they were like, "Holy shit!" Like aliens are listening to us. But what happened was like it was radio signals that we were broadcasting that hit like some somewhere in astral back. body, right, like a planet or something, and had mirrored it back to us, but it took. 40 years for us to hear it or some shit right um something like that i was like what the fuck (laughs) yeah no you know it was funny when i was listening to um to to that episode of the podcast it was um neil degrasse tyson was saying you know when you usually when you send like uh an email to someone or something right you don't like put your address in there right like your home address it was like we're sending all this stuff to space and saying, "Hey, here's planet Earth. Like, <laughs> come see us." You know, he's like, "It's kind of dumb, right? Like, sending all these probes and stuff and saying, oh, yeah, we're located here in this solar system. Like, come and hang out.'" That's true, man. I know. Scary oh. stuff. But lots, anyway, lots to dig into there. <laughs> No, there definitely is. Yeah, I feel like, you know, these... Just, like, getting lost in your thoughts of, like, this bigger stuff. Um, it, It's something that you can kind of train yourself not to do. And like I was saying before, I think a lot of people avoid it because it makes them feel small or anxious. But if it is something you're interested in, you know, you can definitely train yourself to... Like we were saying, get grounded or... You know, me, me and Matt have talked a lot about stoicism and, you know, one of the things in there is like you only control, like you only need to worry about what's in your control. And it's like the vastness of space is not in your control, right? <laughs> like the the earth uh, rotating around the sun and the sun rotating, you know, within our galaxy and the galaxy rotating within our, um, you know, whatever within the big black hole i forgot what it's called within our constellation like none of that is in our control so you just have to remind yourself that there's really nothing you can do about it so 
what's the point of worrying? Um, and then you can, hopefully, if it's interesting to you, continue doing your research and looking into it. So it is all very interesting things. Yeah, I think that it always parallels like stoicism and anxiety, right? And like linking it to that because there's things you can't control, things you can't control. But like a lot of anxiety is worrying about the future, right? Asking these what if questions on these large scales. Like, well, what if one day I'm going to die? What's that like? Well, we're all going to die. So like, why worry about it? Right. Um, And with a lot of these bigger questions, you can kind of use it as a, a tool to flip the perspective like in the grand scheme of things what i do matters to me and my friends and my family and the people around me but like maybe i'm not going to change the course of history right but when you think about it that way then you start to realize like well if i have to give this work presentation and i'm anxious and i spill coffee on me and i i'm a little bit embarrassed or whatever at the end of the day it's not going to like directly shift the way that the avengers save the planet one day so it should be completely okay for you to make a mistake or two right That's it's kind of it like it's just like in the grand scheme of things if things don't matter then those little things that we make a maybe not make a bigger deal than they are because to some people they are a really big deal right and if it's causing you anxiety and panic and worry like it, you should definitely get a handle on it but it's certainly something that there's thresholds for it, right? So somebody like, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's a, or Tyson, who's a um, astrophysicist, like his threshold for that is like very high, right? He loves about the, the curious nature of the space and the wondrous stuff. Where somebody else might be like, dude, I look at a telescope and I see Mars and I freak out, right? Yeah, it just like true. really depends on the person. No, that's very true. Um, I guess it's all about, like you said, sort of interests right if you're interested in something then it's probably not going to bother you or you're going to learn a way to to cope with it or deal with it whereas if you're not then you sort of ignore it because it makes you feel anxious and doesn't only have to be about space right I, i know we started talking about space but you know you can also think about it on like matt said a very microscopic level right when you break things down Like, everything is made of the same stuff, right? We're all made of protons, neutrons, electrons. Um, And that's that's pretty crazy to think about, too. It's like us as humans and uh, my glass of water right here are made of the exact same thing. Like, when you go down to a microscopic level. And then you can go down even further to, like, these new molecules that they're finding that are, like, quasars and uh, neutrinos and... Uh, whatever else they're called um so i mean i think either way you go whether you go to the very minuscule level or the gargantuan level it's like (laughs) it's scary to think about um so then a lot of people a lot of us just tend to stay sort of at our level at the human level and the human perspective of things even our level scary to think about it that's true (laughs) right you're like why the hell are we here why you know one of the craziest things i don't want to freak anybody out but when you think about this right we've normalized dreams 
Like, yeah. could you imagine, like, hundreds of years ago when you would just, like, get really tired and, like, you sit down and you have a fucking dream about, like, a dragon or something? Like, how scary that must be? Not realizing that, like, I mean, eventually you're going to figure it out that you go to bed and you have these experiences, right? But, like, that's a pretty, you're like, oh, yeah, I had a nightmare last night. I woke up in cold sweats. You're like, ah, it happens. Whatever, right? What? You know, like, it's just, it's crazy to think that we, like, normalize that and, like, that, that process. And though we, even though we don't know very much about like some of the mechanisms with dreams we know a lot certainly but it's just kind of crazy when you look at like even the functions that we do as human beings like how we eat crap food and can still shit just fine <laughs> you know <laughs> like yeah, i can eat i can eat taco bell that's basically radioactive and uh um, no, it's not you know taco bell is one of the healthiest fast foods you can get i feel like you've told me this before and i feel like it's wrong google it i'm, I'm pretty sure it's like it right grade now. f I'm Googling it right or maybe now. it's or maybe it's healthiest amongst the unhealthy foods. Maybe that's what it is. Well, I mean, it's healthiest among the fast foods, right? I'm not saying it's the healthiest food out there. I'm is saying... Chipotle fast food? Yeah, of course. Oh, then Chipotle is the healthiest, and unless there's lettuce in your Chipotle, in which case you're gonna get fucking E. coli because they've had how many outbreaks in the past five years? <laughs> A lot. Uh, fast food restaurant. Let's see what they say. Healthiest fast food restaurants. El Pollo Loco. No, but this one's saying that serve fast food. Chipotle's on there too. Yeah, Chipotle. Uh, America's healthiest fast food restaurants ranked. Let's see what it says. Interesting. Little Caesars is up at the top. Hmm. It's because it's literally just cheese that. and tomato and fucking breading. It's Seriously. <laughs> Starbucks, Dairy Queen, McDonald's, Subway, Taco Bell, Arby's, Dunkin' Donuts. What? This I is, know. This is 100% a, a scam. It's paid for by big uh, industry. No, they're looking at the kilocalorie count, though. Oh. Uh, t- t- here, Taco Bell is officially one of the healthiest fast food chains. And I, I didn't search Taco Bell healthy. I just searched healthiest fast food you searched taco bell's one of the f- healthiest fast food chains um no oh, it positions one of the breakfast chains for healthy food yada 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 for breakfast oh their breakfast is bomb i have according to the nutrition page on their website they've reduced sodium across the menu by 15 percent Ooh. removed so artificial now, so- flavors and colors and replaced them with natural alternatives source 100 percent cage-free eggs for their breakfast menu and 100% cage-free egg ingredients were introduced in the menu in 2018. And they serve chicken raised without antibiotics. There you go. I was specifically talking about their taco meat, bro. But <laughs> All right. I, um, I don't know. I don't know why I went on tangent. But no, I agree. It, human body is, is very amazing. Uh, something else that was very interesting to learn. Um, not learn. I kind of I had heard about this before, but listening to it again on the podcast was uh you know the water you drink um is the same water that uh, think about anyone in history has pissed like literally anyone in history you can like king Tutankhamen from fucking egypt or um you mentioned radio signals from hitler hitler or uh you know napoleon or Okay, I- I explain. What's the theory here? It's not a theory. It's true. There's only so much water on Earth, right? There's a limited amount of water. So, mm-hmm. uh, fresh water. So, because of that fact, 
the water that you drink and piss out eventually gets recycled and other people drink it. So throughout history, everyone has had the same exact amount of fresh water. Right? I know. I know. It's pretty mind boggling. Uh, I'm. It's it. I mean, okay, but true. the thing is, like, it's not the same water. It's what do you mean? It's the same. I mean, hydrogen. It, it's and oxygen right, right, molecules. right, right, right. It's the same atoms, but they get trans transformed, right? Like the whole like evaporation into clouds, clouds into water, fresh water, like rain, well, all, like like the, like yeah, the, the yeah, ecosystem cycles, right? Like it's not like you're not drinking piss. <laughs> No, right? you, you, you're, you're, you're drinking reformulated water the same way that when people die and they become worm food right and and they get ground up essentially and like you know that doesn't happen soil. anymore what a couple Worms? years ago i found out no just like i found out that when people die they put them in these stone boxes now like it's literally stone and you're like it's like locked on all sides Why? and then uh, that's what i was saying so, so but i mean isn't the whole point of like nature is it like we go from like uh what is it whatever to dust where like we give back dust dust. once we die right yeah that, that's what it's supposed to be and i was surprised too when i found out and i'm as soon as i saw that i was like i'm gonna go and i'm gonna write a will and my will i'm gonna say i want to be uh cremated and just like tossed around everywhere i want to become everything dude i will totally weekend at bernie's you have you seen that movie? I don't think so. It's like the, uh, I think like their uncle. I've seen parts when I was a kid, like the uncle or grandpa or some shit dies, and they like pretend that he's alive, and like take him around town, and it's just like his corpse, and they're just fucking hanging out with him, and, like watching TV and shit, dude. That's fucked up, dude. You do that, and I'll come and haunt you for the rest of your life. How are you gonna haunt me, dude? You're gonna be spread everywhere. <laughs> My soul will be haunting you. But yeah, no, that is that is crazy that they do that now, and I think that's part of the reason why planet Earth is getting fucked up because we're we're like consuming everything from it, and then when it's our time to like give back to it, we're like, nah, fuck you, I'm gonna I'm gonna lock myself up in this stone cage and preserve myself forever. Yeah, dude. Well, here's the here's the fucked up thing. I was remember earlier how I said the whole if you know. The grand scheme of the universe was an hour. We'd be like a minute. Yeah. Right. Well, no, the thing we'd is, be like, less than that, though. Yeah, we'd I mean, be I don't like remember a millisecond. The, I don't remember the exact metrics it was using, but like, let's just assume for this purpose, it's an hour and a minute. So, like, if our existence is a minute, yeah, right, because it it wouldn't be sixty times. You're right; it'd be like a second, right? I think it's even less than that. It's it's a crazy amount. Okay, so let's just go from like. A day to a second or whatever, right? It's just it's just a huge number for the universe, how long the universe has been around, and how long humans have been ruling Earth, let's call that. Well, within our one second of time, we've burned fifty percent of the of the world's resources in half a second. Like yep. the rate at which we are killing off nature, cutting down trees, doing all this shit for like hyper consumerism for things that we don't really need um is just fucking insane and it's just one of those things where it's like when you start looking at those global scales as well and you're like wow like we really are you know because it's always like the trope that you see in like marvel movies we're talking about um avengers and stuff where somebody's like 
humans need to be destroyed because humans are the most like humans are like a virus we take over everything it's like yeah it's fucking true like yeah no speaking of that uh, I, I know i'm talking about this podcast a lot but i was I, I listened to his latest one and i went back and listened to like the, the show when he was on before but uh they were talking about aliens right and <clears throat> and you know they were talking about all this ufo stuff that's been released by the white house and all that but anyway uh they started talking about how every alien movie we have, right? Whenever think of people think about aliens, we always think about how aliens are going to come and conquer us, right? Or they're they're abducting us, or they're going to come and try to wipe us out, or whatever it is. And they were talking about how the reason why, because like art imitates life, right? So they're talking about how the reason why we always picture these alien races coming and trying to take over our planet. Is because if we were the ones, if we were the aliens that went somewhere and we found uh, a, a planet that could sustain life and had primitive life on it, we would be doing that. Like humans would go and totally take over that planet. And As so that's why we just like uh, project what we would do upon what we think aliens would do if they came here. As we say in the biz, we would Great Britain that shit. <laughs> yeah. Little little uh, small fucking country trying to take over the fucking world. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah, I think that's, a, that's interesting. Yeah, I think we've given people enough anxiety uh, this week about all this uh, big brain talk. Um, we hope that some of this was interesting to all of you. We hope that uh, you learned some ways to you are interested in it or just think about it cope with you know whatever you're thinking about and be able to reduce your anxiety um and we'll be back in a couple days to talk about our weeks we'll bring it back to the human level instead of the macro or micro thank you guys for listening stay safe stay healthy take care of yourselves later